Join us and Neighborhood Cats for all you need to know about Trap New to Return, TNR, and Colony Management. You'll learn the basics and walk away with the tools you need to be successful in helping outdoor cats. Workshops are typically held the first Saturday of the month. Registrants will have the opportunity to earn a certificate. For more information and to register today, go to communitycatspodcast.com. You've tuned in to the Community Cats Podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Brian Vermeer and Christina Hughes. Christina and Brian are stand-up comedians and entrepreneurs based in Los Angeles. Christina's love of cats was spawned at an early age, having grown up in a one-bedroom apartment with 12 cats. However, Brian grew up with a pet dog, unaware of cats until he met Christina. That's when the magic happened. His love for both Christina and cats happened instantly. Together, Brian and Christina have rescued 10 cats some off the streets of LA, some adopted from Palmdale Animal Care Center, the Lang Foundation, and the Cat's Meow Animal Rescue, as well as one cat named Corky, who was neglected and abandoned by a celebrity influencer. During their time together, Brian and Christina have become serial entrepreneurs. First, they created Holden Log, the purveyor of the most widely used organizational tools for the entertainment industry, including the popular web application Performer Track for entertainers worldwide, to manage their day-to-day business with ease. They also started One Bite Creative, a one-stop shop for commercial production, website design, logo creation, and more. Everything was going great. Their love of cats, their love of entrepreneurship, then suddenly it all came to a screeching halt. Their cat tree was looking ratty, and it all started to smell real bad. It had been thrown out and couldn't be recycled. With the cats missing their cat tree, Brian and Christina invested in a cat exercise wheel that not one of their cats ever used. And these days are described by Brian and Christina as the dark days. Well, I'm going to fast forward a bit through their life and finish up with they've created a new website, which is called frameyourfeline.com. And we're going to talk all about that during today's show. But first, I want to welcome Brian. Welcome. Hey. Hi, Stacy. <laughs> Hi, Christina. Welcome. Hi, Stacey. So I have to go to Christina first because it sounds like she had the cats first. Christina, how did you become passionate about cats? Um, Since day one, I have been around cats and I have just loved them so much throughout my whole life. I look back on different cats I've had and all their different personalities and some were with me through breakups and through pageant losses or through graduating college. And the only time I didn't have a cat was when I first moved to LA and I was anxious to be able to live in a place where I could have cats. So I just love being around cats. I just feel that they are fun creatures. They are entertaining. We have two kittens right now that we fostered to adopted and they love chasing their tails and getting into mischief. And it's just lots of fun. Brian, it seems like you've kind of uh, joined the party at a little bit later time in life. Uh, What's your experience been? Well, first off, I have to say I'm a little nervous because I've listened to all previous 482 episodes, and now I'm finally talking to Stacy. So, Stacy, thank you for having us. <laughs> uh, 
hopefully my nervousness is not showing through. Um, I came, I came a little bit late to the party. Um, cause I was, a, I grew up a dog guy. I had this amazing sheep dog growing up, uh, never was around cats. None of my neighbors had cats. And, um, and so I just, I, I didn't understand cats really, honestly, I didn't know anything about them. And then, uh, meeting Christina, naturally the cat conversation came up and it was through her we ended up getting our first cat. And once you get one cat, you can't stop getting cats. It's just, <laughs> it's an addiction like none other. Um, it's amazing. And actually this cat chose us. She was in a bad uh, situation on a street that we lived on in the Miracle Mile in Los Angeles. And she would just start to follow us home and we would just start to give her snacks. And then she just kind of made her way into our lives. That's when we found out what was going on at her home. So she would sit on Brian's lap. We had a home office in our apartment. She would sit on his lap. She was just like his little girl. It was, it was daddy's <laughs> girl. Wow. That's great. And then, and as we're approaching Thanksgiving, it sounds like you are both pretty, uh, pretty grateful for the cats that you have in your lives. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, our cats, they keep us sane. We also have a five-year-old son. So sometimes it's just nice to duck into the bedroom and sit on the bed with a cat and have a little conversation about how crazy your son is and how the day is going. So cats, they, you know, they just give us some level, levelness every once in a while. They, they calm the soul. Cats are just wonderful animals that just, they make you feel better, you know? I don't know of any other creature that makes you feel better. Maybe a sloth, <laughs> but cats are just absolutely wonderful, wonderful animals. So, so Brian, as a as a uh, a stand up comic, yes. Uh, do you use cats in some of the work that you do? I really now that you say that, Stacy, I'm going to have to get going and write some cat material. <laughs> you know, I I don't I don't. I do more um, observational. observational humor, yeah. except I observe our cats, but I, but I don't write about our cats. I really should. I think you're afraid of retaliation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to make fun of our cats. I love our cats, you know? Yeah, I just know I've never done that. I know people have asked, people have asked, do we have like nine lives jokes and, and that sort of thing? And we're like, no, we, we kind of, we talk about, you know, I talk about men and politics and motherhood and Brian kind of, Brian's a very clean comic. So your observations are a little different than mine. I make fun of turtles, but no, not cats. Cats are really, they are, they're very unique. They're very different, wide, wide ranging personalities, you know, based on the cat's background. I've had, you know, the dog-like cat. I've had the extremely feral indoor cat, which I call is like a goldfish, but just to step up because it moves from you from room to room, but it's pretty to look at, but it's just going from room to room. You're not touching it. So I, you know, they have such a wide, wide spectrum of, you know, different characteristics and, and that and that kind of thing. In addition to being comics, stand up comics, you also are sort of have a professional hat that you wear and you are, you know, a website design company. You've got this one bite creative. Tell me a little bit about that. And what what's that like? So one bite creative. That's one bite creative dot com. Um, 
is a it's a one stop shop for everything you could possibly need. Uh, if you're an individual who needs a website and needs to um, promote themselves, or whether you are a small business or a big business that needs everything, you know, a website, uh, a logo, business card design, um, you name it, we do it. Social media banners, social media banners. newsletters. <laughs> and that's, and I think that's, that's the problem with most small businesses or people where they get overwhelmed. So the name One Bite Creative and the mascot is uh, an, an elephant. elephant. And you'll see that in our logo. And people go, what does that mean, One Bite Creative? And it comes from the old adage, which is, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And so the elephant is the big problem that's staring them in the face. Oh my gosh, I need a website. Oh my gosh, I need a logo. Oh my gosh, I need these business cards. Oh my gosh, I how need- How much is all of this going yeah, to cost? Right. Just... And, they, and the overwhelm freezes them to the point where they don't do anything because they're, they don't know where to start and what, where to go. And so when I talk to uh, anybody and I give free consultations, I kind of walk through the process and say, well, we're going to do this first, and then you should do this next, and then do this next, and kind of roadmap it out so that, you know, the big job that's in front of you is really done in bite-size um, chunks. And that is just a real great way to see progress happen very quickly when working with us. Excellent. And in terms of the, the websites, we were talking a little bit before we hit the record button you know, about how... It's unfortunate that websites do have to age because, you know, I, I love going to a website. I love getting it all fixed up. And then I like walking away for like three to five years <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and re thinking like, oh, well, it's fine, but it's not fine. I mean, uh, wh how do we uh, like what is the average lifespan of a website? When do we have to give it a face facelift? A website has the same lifespan as a laptop computer, essentially. So. You know, four years is a good stretch of time for a website before you then need to do a redesign, right? Or, you know, because things change rapidly within website building and there are all, there's always new things happening, new coding, um, things to make the site look more dynamic, modern and clean. And so, you know, I think it's always a great time to review your site after a good four-year period and then say, you know what, I think it's time for a refresh. And I've done that for lots of people because they'll come to me and they'll say, yeah, I think it's time for a refresh. And I'll say, well, let me see your site. And then I'll look at the site and they go, yeah, it's a little long in the tooth. <laughs> you know, let's, uh, let's get cracking at it. And then what I do with all of my clients is something that most designers do not do, which is I, after I launched the, the site, I then sit and work with you over the internet and we connect screens through Zoom and I walk through how to update your site and, and I pass the baton on to you so that way you can make changes on your own without needing me. 
And, and that's the big problem with web designers. They like to hook you in where they're like, well, you know, if you pay me this, I'll, I'll uh, manage your site I'll every month. Site. And... Yeah. And it's like, no, you, there's a lot you can do on your own and it's not hard. And I teach how, how to do that after every time I launch somebody's site. So there you go. Brian, you work in WordPress or other or Squarespace or anything I, else? I have done every kind of what I used to code sites through Dreamweaver back in the day. And then I've done it. I've done it all. Uh, WordPress, Wix, Weebly, um, you name it. But uh, Squarespace, I, I have written off doing any other sites um, using anything other than Squarespace uh, since 2015. So I'm a Squarespace specialist uh, in the eyes of Squarespace. Um, and that's because to me, Squarespace is, is a fantastic platform that when, when I hand the site off to the site owner, it's really easy for them to then manage themselves and make updates on themselves. It's very user-friendly once, once it's handed over to the owner. And, um, and to me, that's the most important thing is, is that the owner does not feel like, oh no, I need to get something done. And how much is it going to cost me? And it's like, no, you can do it. <laughs> and if you really don't have the time and you really want us to do it, we're happy to do that too. Yeah, so sure. All right, Brian, you asked me to ask you this question during the show. What is your favorite color? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> how did you, how did you know that? Ask that question. Um, my favorite color, my favorite color is, um, well, it's between red and cobalt blue, but for today, I'll say red. Sure. Ooh, bright, strong. Mm. I was actually <laughs> told, this is a designer question. I was actually told, uh, I think uh, Kristen, our technical cat had said that when red is used in, in design, and, and this was actually on a vehicle design, so this was red was gonna be seen out on a vehicle driving around. When people see red, they, associate it with either blood or the red cross or a hospital. And so we're supposed to sometimes stay away from the color red. Do you agree with that? Or what are your thoughts about the color red used in design? Well, it's, it's interesting. Red actually is um, used quite a bit in the food industry. Uh, so you'll notice companies like Pizza Hut and McDonald's and you name it. If they, if you'll, you'll often see the color red in food because it makes that there's some people sort of hungry. Yeah, it makes you really? hungry. Yeah, it's wild. And Stacey just said blood. So yeah. like, oh, that's kind of I don't um, know. Interesting. Uh, it's to me, you know, if it's obvious for the kind of company that it is, right? Then I, I would kind of say, well, I would do green, you know, for freshness or for e uh, eco-friendly or whatnot. But as far as like people, I, I always ask the question, I say, what are your two to three favorite colors and put them in order of favorite to, you know, the others. And, and then I'll take that favorite color and then I'll go to my trusty color wheel and I'll find the complementary colors to that color. And it really makes the site look amazing. And so, so as far as like the color red, I've had clients that wanted red, black, and white. And I say, that's fine. You know, 
but but yeah, I would guide if it's a new company and they were like, I want to use red. And it's like, you know, sometimes it, <laughs> sometimes you can tell it's a good fit. And sometimes you're like, no, no you should go. This and that's way. when Brian will go, Christina, can you step in the office for a minute? So-and-so <laughs> has an opinion. What do you think about it? I'm always the one like I come in at the, the short decision. I go, no, that's not going to work. And they'll go, oh, wow. Okay. I'll go, how about this? So, yeah. Like frame your feline was going to be uh, red. And Christina said, that looks like that's the color of blood. Don't do that. No. And uh, so, so no, I think we always liked this no, bright. No, yeah, bright we like this pink. bright raspberry pink color. And yellow. Very striking. Yes. Very yep. striking. So before we jump into frame your feline information, as this is a show about community cats, Brian, you've said you've listened to most of the shows. So thank you so much for, oh, for listening. Every, epi- every <laughs> All episode. Of them. So I guess I can count you as a subscriber. So for a stalker, if if you are listening and you're not a subscriber, I would love to ask you today to go out and subscribe to the show. The more subscribers we have, the better our reach will be all across the world. So please, please, please do become a subscriber like Brian and download every episode and binge listen and do all that fun stuff. Um, And it's really great. So Brian, Based on the fact that you are what I will say our veteran listener here, you know what what have you learned from the Community Cats podcast? That's a loaded question because what what haven't I learned? You know, I think it's just the the caring for cats is a big one, right? I'll I'll jump in here. I'll yes. save you. Um, I think a, a big yeah. thing like where we live, we live in the high desert. We live an hour north of the Hollywood sign. And unfortunately, we have a lot of people here who aren't responsible, who dump their pets, dump mm-hmm. their pets for bad behavior, dump their pets because they don't want to take care of their health costs. Um, and it's funny when we moved from Los Angeles in L.A., we could walk down the street and find a homeless cat or a neglected cat. We lived here for three years and we didn't have any problem in our little neighborhood. And last summer I started to notice a cat showing up that we had never seen because we had never seen cats just walking around in our neighborhood. And we asked around and it was nobody's cat and uh, a neighbor lent me a trap and we trapped our first cat uh, within four minutes on our walkway a little scrappy and um, we got him neutered and got his shots and all that stuff. And I just think that, I mean, eventually we want to have a big fix it mobile and get into and get into spay and neuter ourselves to be able to have money to, to help that cause. But I think sometimes you just have to walk outside your front door and there's an animal for us as a cat who's in need and, and you have to step up. You can't just be like, Oh, that cat. Yeah. That cat's an eyesore. That cat's in my garden. You have to go like, that's a life. And how can we help it? And I think that I love hearing all of your, like so many of your guests have done just such incredible things. I really admire them. And I just, I think what we do is bring like joy. I think when I know we're gonna talk about frame your feline, like our part is like the joy. Cause I get really like emotional when I think about you know, cats living around dumpsters and people trying to catch them. And, you know, it's just, it's a sad, it's a sad thing that people do that. Like there are, you know, you can, you can help bad behavior and you can neuter your cats. So you don't have 200 kittens in your neighborhood in a few months. So, yeah, I was just going to say that there's so much that your, that your guests have done and are doing and, and how important all the roles are. And um, I was going through you know, all of these, all of these episodes. And, and then, you know, it's, it's great because 
like, yeah, Christina said, we were the joy here, you know, and <laughs> how cats are seen. But uh, th- thank you for all you do, Stacy. Oh, well, you're quite welcome. And I'm, I'm just thrilled to hear that, you know, folks are out there listening to the show, um, which is my ultimate goal. I mean, that's just, you know, why, why I do the show is to try and share stories of folks that are making a difference in their communities. And they understand that it's not just one person out there doing it and that anybody can go out there and help a cat in the community um, and make, you know, every, every town out there, a, a better place for cats in general, whether they're feral cats, they're abandoned cats, they're your own house cat. Um, we're just about making life better for cats in general. Um, with that being said, Brian, I'm going to first ask you to tell me a little bit more about Frame Your Feline. What is it and um, why is it important that we get to know about it today? Okay, well, Frame Your Feline um, came out of a need because uh, as you were going through our bio um, at the beginning of the show, um, we were tired of cat trees. Uh, cat trees are an abomination aren't they? It's just the, they get all ratty and it's all particle board and it's pressed with formaldehyde underneath that, that ratty carpeting. And when you try to clean it, just, it smells gross. And, and they're just an eyesore and they take up a large footprint in your house and home. And so, you know, cat trees, it's kind of like the website thing we were talking about, right? It's like, you know, what's the lifespan of a cat tree? And then it's, just ends up as landfill after a couple of years. And, um, and there's gotta be something better. And we, we then invested in a, in one of those cat wheels um, that no cat will touch at all. <laughs> zero, zero, zero. We've tried lasers yeah. and treats. We've watched training videos and uh, it's just kind of, I'm looking at it right now through the, through the office doors. We, uh, uh, hey, Stacy, so <laughs> Stacy, you would be able to run in this thing. It's so large. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, I mean, it's like, honey, why do we have a treadmill? Let's just get into the cat wheel and do, you know, well, I'm looking do at a few it miles going, in there. <laughs> I'm like, how do we upcycle this? Maybe I can make a, a dream catcher or something out of it. Maybe if I throw some yarn on it, maybe then the cats will will get in it. But the kittens, the we have kittens, we have three-year-olds, we have a six-year-old and a nine-year-old, and we had a 22-year-old cat. And none of them, they will maybe walk around it, walk through it, but nobody uses it. I, I know what we're going to do. <laughs> this thing is so large. We're going to need about 50 gerbils and um, <laughs> we'll just let them run on it all day long. So yeah, no, not happening. <laughs> Team Dubert is at it again, and now they have an amazing companion case management module that once again revolutionizes how you rescue animals. Dubert partnered with Dallas Pets Alive and the Spay-Neuter Network to build a powerful solution that allows you to manage cases of any kind. Whether owner surrender calls or emails, community cat tracking and reporting, Dubert is the only system that integrates two-way text messaging, automatic follow-ups, and even a rehoming solution that every organization can use. No more trying to manage 10 different technologies when everything is all in one place and tightly integrated. From fostering to transport, fundraising to e-commerce, supply and demand to case management, Dubert has everything you need to streamline your operations so you can focus on saving more animals. Check out the new companion case management module at www.dubert.com ccm and get signed up today. 
Ever wanted to quickly connect, collaborate, or problem solve with others in the animal welfare field who are, you know, real people? Look no further than Maddie's Pet Forum. Maddie's Pet Forum brings people of animal welfare together with the common goal to keep more people and pets together. We share ideas, expertise, offer each other support, resources, and more. Visit forum.maddiespetforum.org slash cats. Maddie's Pet Forum. Come for an answer. Stay for the community. Um, and we moved into our house um, and we were looking for a way to kind of maybe spruce up our cat's lives, giving them some vertical space. So we were like thinking about cat shelves and we're hanging up art in our new house too at the same time. And then all of a sudden, you know, our, our brains kind of were firing off going, wait a second, what if we combined cat shelves with art frames. Hmm. And then we were stroking our beards. Well, Christina doesn't have one, but I, <laughs> you know, I was stroking, stroking, thinking, hmm, what could we do? And so we kind of devised this idea where we would connect two shelves to the wall, one directly under the other. And then we would attach an art frame to these two shelves. And so the cat could then jump into the frame and they would be looked at as art. That was the initial idea. Right. And brainstorming. <laughs> and then we had a big conversation with Brian's dad, who was an engineer. And he was like, let me sit on this for a little bit. And then we were, we were visiting them uh, on Cape Cod. Yeah. And then we came back to California and, and he was like, Okay, so let's have a chat about this. So there's nothing like this out there. And we're like, no, there's nothing like this out there. <laughs> and and the and the other thing is, is we back to the cat trees for one second. A lot of cat trees really promote feral behavior. We had an ear-tipped cat frosty who passed away in January that we had rescued years ago. And when we were in LA and our hairdresser gave us a cat tree. Um, he went in and hid in the bottom of the cat tree. And that was like, he would hide there all the time. And it was just promoting him being more and more shy. And we'd have to like pick it up and shake it out or we, to get him out. We put pillows in there to try to get him not to go in that part, but just to jump up. And he wanted to hide. And part of it is we all know cats, they like boxes, right? Yeah. And, and so that's what Frame Your Feline offers is the box feeling for a cat, but then the beautiful aesthetic for the apartment owner or the homeowner or the pet parent, whatever you want to call them, call us. Um, it, it's, it's really, it's amazing. Um, because when we developed this, we went through so many iterations. Um, the first one looked more like a square window than a, than an art piece. Um, and, and we then, turned it into a plant holder that's in our kitchen now. So we can go, Oh, there's our first frame. Your feline. Yeah. And so my dad being an amazing, amazing engineer and inventor himself, um, was kind of developing the whole, uh, the, the structure and, and how much torque and how much weight could these shelves hold and, you know, jumping cats. And, and so lots of testing for safety. Yeah, we um, want to be, we want it to be safe for the cats. We want it to be safe for the people who own the walls. And then the whole process of, okay, how do we make installation fun uh, for people? And so we we really wanted to make installing a frame your feline and the frame your feline system to be 
fun and easy and, you know, not hard to do. And so we did that. We achieved that. We created some really awesome um, instructions that are fun to read because we know most people like myself and Christina hate reading instructions. They're horrible. Um, and we made ours fun because we're comedians, right? And so, and we, and we got, host those videos on our YouTube channel. And we have, yeah, we have installation videos that are fun and funny too. And, um, and then we've also did something really neat in developing this for installation is we've created this poster board that comes with the, with the Frame Your Feline that you hang on your wall and it has a level connected to it. So that way you make sure that you install it straight, not crooked, right? And you just, and it shows you exactly where to nail little holes so that you have your pilot holes or what they called it. And you just go dink, 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 and then take the poster board off. And now you just need a drill and you just, zhing, zhing, you put it in. And so for and when done. you say, but when you say drill, I'm like, oh, so when, <laughs> so when we did this, we were like, who, which one of us should be the lucky one to host the install video. And I'm like, well, I've never used a drill before. And so we were like, I'm going to be the one. <laughs> and, and Christina did it herself. I was nervous. It was very easy. I, I was nervous because it was it's our first home. We invested in like a nice paint scheme throughout our home. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm drilling holes in our kitchen wall. <laughs> you know, and oh, now we're doing it in our living room. Well, it was really easy in the kitchen. So it should be really easy in the living room. So uh, we, we in, you know, we've installed them in our home. And Christina was talking about that box thing, the feeling like, you know, these cats love being in boxes. They feel more safe, secure. And that's what's fantastic about Frame Your Feline and something that we discovered that, that all the cats just, it's like a magnet. Frame Your Feline becomes a magnet. They love jumping up into the frame because they feel like they're in a box, but it's open on all sides. So they're not really in a box, but they feel safe and secure like they're in a box. So they'll sit in, in a frame for a long period they, of time. And they, they eat in it. They groom themselves in it. They sleep in it. Our one-eyed cat Tootie, he's always in the kitchen one in the morning because we have different birds that have been nesting and he'll just kind of sit looking out of the frame through the windows, waiting for the birds, waiting for the sun to come up but he'll, he'll sleep in it. They don't even, you know, our two kittens, they cuddle in it. Um, it's just, they're, they're in and out of it. Sometimes they're literally in and out of it. And then sometimes they're in it for a while. They watch TV behind us. They sit with us in one room when we eat. So I, I know that this is an audio only podcast, but, um, you know, for those who are listening, imagine, imagine, your cat just looking out at you and looking at like they are literal art on your wall. And that's what our product does. The, the illusion is really neat. Um, we've had people who've come to our home and we forgot to tell them about what we, what we've, what we were developing, we're developing at the time. And, and they would walk in and they would see a cat in the frame and they'd be like, what am I looking at? What <laughs> is this? <laughs> and the response is incredible. We've had, um, when we first launched yeah. though, some people were like, is that taxidermy? And we're like, no, that is not, uh, your deceased cat in a frame. And then someone, uh, on Instagram was like, oh, I didn't, I first, I just thought it was, you took a picture of your cat and you hung it on a wall. I didn't think it was really special. I was like, what's the big deal. 
And then they're like, oh, now I get it. It's a cat habitat. It's a cat tree on your wall. It's a cat shelf. It's a cat bed. We're like, yes, it's all of those things. And it's just not ugly and carpeted. And, you know, it's made out of real wood. Um, the shelves are not plastic. No, yeah. And so they're not destined for landfill. They're not full of chemicals like cat trees have the formaldehyde. And the frames are made from actual framing materials that actual art framers use. So it just looks fabulous on the wall. I have a question about what is the cost? And, you know, are folks able to get this for the holidays? Oh, heck yeah. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, by the way. A little early, but yep. happy Thanksgiving. Um, yes. So regarding the price, right? So the price is $3.99 and that's, that's everything. Um, so $3.99 includes shipping. So there's no extra charge for shipping. Um, and that, that is the upper and lower shelf. Think of the floor and the ceiling that you get. You get a frame style of your choice and two artwork panels of your choice is also included in that. And we didn't even talk about the artwork panels, but, uh, you can easily slide in and out any image you want behind your cat. So we've got cat agories of artwork panels to choose from. And these are big prints. They're colorful. They're fantastic. We have a great community of photographers and watercolor painters. We have a pathologist who has cellular art on our website. We, you know, and you can use, you can get something if you want customized, but like, as we're approaching Christmas, you can have Christmas themes and Valentine's day themes. You can have your favorite uh, sport featured. So it all depends on your taste, taste, your aesthetic. What do you want to have? What room is this in? Is this in your kitchen? You want avocados and donuts yeah. hung on your wall? Is it in your, your game room? You want a bar scene in the back? Uh, so there's just so many things to choose from on our website. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's very interesting too, because, um, you know, you've really taken this product and taken your passion for cats and really turned it into action. You know, in this conversation today, you've really shared with me a lot of information about like what you saw was a, was a problem, what wasn't working for the cats in your house. And you decided to create something that helped resolve that solution. And your cats are using it, you know, you're testing it. You have lots of YouTube videos. And so what we'll do is we'll make sure we get in the show notes all the information about how people can find out more, how to use uh, Frame Your Feline. So Brian, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? What I would like to share with the listeners is uh, frameyourfeline.com. Make sure you check this out there. Make sure you join us on Instagram at Frame Your Feline on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we, love, we love hearing uh, from all of our uh, Frame Your Feline owners. Um, and we seeing love seeing, pictures. yeah, seeing the, po seeing people post pictures and tagging us frame your feline. We love sharing with our community. We had four families throughout the United States in 2020 that were our beta testers because we were very much afraid, like with our cats, they loved the frames and they loved the shelves, but we were afraid that people's other cats might not like our products. So we uh, had a little like kind of a posting and we interviewed a whole bunch of people. We interviewed like 12 families. We selected four different families who had different kinds of cats and one person trains cats. One person has a pet rescue. Another person uh, has a very Gothic aesthetic, uh, lives in Salem, Mass, where you know, the witches are. 
and the other person has, I forget what the other one is, like the cat training people. Oh, the violinist. She, yeah. They have a bangle and a Maine Coon, so very active cats. And to this day, they are constantly sending us pictures and videos and posting. So we were really enthused that all these other cat families, like probably 30 cats in total, um, loved Frame Your Feline. One of our first, but one of our first purchases purchasers was a veterinarian who purchased um, the Frame Your Feline system to put into their uh, into their office because they have an office cat that uh, is, just stays there and constantly is in the frame and, and people come into the, the vet's office and, they, and they're just like, this is amazing. The resident yeah. cats. Yes. Yeah. So, and that's one of the things that we really want frame your feline to, to do is to help in that arena uh, for getting pet adoption photos. You mm-hmm. talk about that. Right. A lot of times people, people at rescues, you know, they have a hard time snapping pictures. I know it's, it was hard time for me when we had our cats in the apartment trying to be like Instagram famous with my cat photos, I'd get like the worst photos ever. So when the cat is on the shelf and they're in the frame, it's a really nice opportunity to take a picture of them. They're, they're ready. They're at the ready, they're posed and they're perfect. Well, Christina and Brian, I want to thank you both so much for being guests on the Community Cats podcast, and we hope we'll have you on again in the future. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you, you, Stacey. Bye, Stacey. That's it for this week. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We love to hear what you think, and a five-star review really helps others find the show. You can also join the conversation with listeners, cat caretakers, and me on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Thanks for listening, and thank you for everything that you do to help create a safe and healthy world for cats.